0: Turn in your Bibles or find on the Bible app, if you would, um, the book of Proverbs, book of Proverbs. The challenge last Sunday in this study that we're having on missional parenting, the challenge was to ask and answer the question, how can I or how can we make God's word more of a priority in our home? So assuming you did your discipleship homework that's last week and actually took a few moments to ask and answer that question, what I would like for you to do is to discuss what you shared about that question this week. Discuss that with the people next to you. If you didn't, if you forgot to turn your homework, that kind of thing, just go ahead and discuss that question now. How can we make God's word more of a priority in our homes? So just take a minute and discuss that with the people next to you. Go for it. When I was about seven or eight, I remember coming down the hallway of our home and my mom, who is small but mighty, right, she's about five feet tall, and I remember coming in to the kitchen, I don't exactly remember what I said, I must have talked back to her or something and turned right around as in like defiance to her and began to walk back down the hallway. And the next thing I remember was me flying down the hallway. Because my mom took her hand of education, if you will, and applied it to my seat of learning, right, in a pretty strong form, and sent me pretty much down down the hall. And that was just, for me, one of the many forms of discipline, if you will, or one of the many times of discipline that I received as a kid. And um, it was... The, the different forms of, of discipline I received as a kid involved spanking, always under control, never in anger, um, loss of privileges, uh, being grounded for a month, months at a time as I got older. Um, that happened a few times, unfortunately. But there was this, this sense of that whatever crime I committed determined the time I received, if you will. But as we study and we move in this series of missional parenting, we understand that the target, the bullseye, the thing that we're we're aiming for as parents, and even if you're not a parent, but maybe there's someone that you're discipling, these principles apply for those that we're discipling as well. But we understand that the target or the, the bullseye that we're aiming for is children who follow Jesus and love him with all their hearts. Jesus said, the greatest commitment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then he looks at his disciples. He says, I want you to go and make more followers of Jesus. So we put those two together. What, really, what we're aiming for is a child that loves Jesus with all their heart and that desires to follow him. That's the bullseye. That's, that's what we're aiming for. And we want to create this environment in our home, in our parenting, that shows the value of that. And so far in our study, we've seen that the, the value of or, or creating that environment where our kids see the value of following Jesus and loving him involves us discipling our children to fear the Lord, discipling our children to uh, respect and listen to God's word. And today we're going to see that if we want to create this environment where our kids can see the value of following Jesus and loving him with all their hearts, then we need to disciple our children to receive discipline. We need to disciple them to receive discipline. Now let me say this. I understand that this whole arena of discipline can be controversial. It can be difficult. Especially if you as a child received a discipline that was out of anger from your parents or out of control. This can be a difficult subject to talk about. But for those of us or those of you that maybe experienced discipline that was out of anger from your parents or was maybe even borderline, if not abusive, that kind of discipline is wrong. And in no way are we condoning that or saying that that's acceptable. It's not. But at the same time, we can't allow our fear of becoming like our parents keep us from doing what God says is needful for our children. Does that make sense? Okay, I think that's important, and I I understand that there might I don't want to be like them, and so I'm just not going to do any kind of discipline. Well, we're going to see today that that's not good either. And I, and I have 20 years Andrea and I have 20 years of parenting experience. Disciplining our children has been one of the most exhausting, time-consuming. Love you guys but hard hardest moments in, as a parent it's just hard and we've not done it perfectly by any stretch okay I confess that we haven't i remember a time when child x in our home was so upset and i sent him oh, sent him to his room sorry i won't i'll try not to say your names to you know to protect the guilty um, sent them to this child x to his room when he was little and man he was so mad and he went down into his room and he started banging on the door screaming for all he was worth yelling and i you know told him you need to stay in your room well he kept coming out i'm like you need to go stay in your room You know, just defiant. So he goes back in his room, and he is on the other side, inside his bedroom, holding the door, trying to open it. I'm on the outside, holding it shut. That's not fun. I mean, it's not fun, right? I I just want to watch TV. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to deal with this. You know, he's screaming and yelling and all this stuff. Another time was Child Y was in their room or sent them to their room. And this child was irate. And this child's bedroom is on the second floor, all our kids' bedrooms on the second floor. This child was so mad that I had sent them to their room, opened the window to their second floor bedroom, started chucking stuffed animals. Out the window whatever this child could find was flying out our window I can just imagine the neighbors across the street beautiful day what is that a stuffed elephant coming out of it? what in the world? you know and I'm like I'm upset right I'm mad right and I don't dare go into that kid's room because of me 'Cause I'm afraid of me. I don't know if you know, if your parent you maybe can relate to that. You get afraid of yourself sometimes. All right? There have been other times and and you know, we um have used spanking as a form of discipline um in in our home. And I know that's controversial, but that's something that we have used in our home. And and I remember, you know, at times, you know, it's like <laughs> child Z, right, is re- Ready to receive their spanking? They're never ready, right? To receive the spanking. I mean, that's ridiculous. To think they're ready? And it's like Tom and Jerry. I mean, it's like Jerry just running all over the place, and I'm Tom trying to catch him. You know, get back. Get blah, blah, you know, all this stuff. I mean, it's it's disciplining is difficult. It's hard. It's exhausting. It just is. It's time consuming. Um, multiple forms of discipline we've used in our home. Um, But I will say this, that some of my sweetest moments with my kids has been after the discipline. Not always, (laughs) all right? Not always. But sometimes, in fact, many times, there have been many moments after applying discipline to our children where of their own heart, out of their own heart and choosing, they've said, Daddy, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And I reply, yeah, absolutely. I forgive you. And there's an embrace, a hug, right? And there's something beautiful in that moment because when that happens, you see the intent and purpose of discipline, right? We need to understand something when it comes to discipline. Disciplining our kids is not punishment for your child's sins, Because Jesus took the punishment for your child's sins on the cross, just as he did for you. It's not punishment for your child's sins. In fact, the Hebrew word that we're going to see in Proverbs used for discipline literally means to correct. It means to instruct. And so the intent behind discipline is to provide a sting. We'll get to that word later on. Provide somewhat of a sting that exposes the sinfulness of your child's heart. For them to see that, ultimately, so that it can lead them to Christ. The only one who can change their heart. Is this done perfectly? No. We've we done it perfectly? No. Not at all. So don't hear that. But we need to understand that discipline, the punishment for our sin, Jesus took on the cross. Isaiah 53 tells us, tells us this. Multiple scriptures tell us this. So discipline is ultimately, it's intended to correct and instruct, and to provide a sting, if you will, an awakening to the heart that says, whoa, something's not right here. Something's going on inside me that's not good, that's not right. And ultimately, that discipline is to lead them to see their sinfulness, which leads them to see their need for Jesus, the only one who can change the heart. And so as we jump into this, go to Proverbs chapter 3. I just want us to see from Scripture that Disciplining our children is biblical. It's good. It's right. It's needed. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. And Proverbs is written by a dad to his son or sons, giving wisdom to them about life, everyday life. And he says this in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11. He says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves, as a father the son in whom he delights. That first part of that verse is so important. Verse eleven, he says, "Do not despise the Lord's discipline." So here we have God Himself as a heavenly father. He disciplines. Well, who does He discipline? Verse He disciplines those whom He loves. He disciplines those whom he loves. He disciplines his kids. <laughs> he loves us too much to let you to con- con- let you keep making those choices and to continue down a, down a path that's going to harm you and hurt others and hurt his name. God loves you too much. So he-, he disciplines us with the intent to correct us, to instruct us, to bring us back into fellowship with him for our good. So the Lord disciplines, a very characteristic of God is, is that he disciplines. Why? Because he's love. As a father, the son in whom he delights. A father who truly loves his kids, a mom who truly loves their kids, they're going to discipline. They're going to discipline their children. There was a study done from those who were in juvenile detention center. And the question was asked them, I want to make sure I get this right. The question they were asked was, how do you know if your parents loved or didn't love you? And almost all of them said that the lack of discipline in their home was a sign that their parents didn't love them. And our culture says the opposite. But when these guys are asked, these ladies are asked that are in juvenile detention centers saying, what was a sign that showed your parents showed you that your parents loved or didn't love you? Say, well, the lack of discipline in our home told me that my parents didn't love me. And sc- thousands of years, right, what Scripture is telling us, if you love your kids, you will discipline them. And when you discipline, you're actually reflecting our Heavenly Father, a quality characteristic of God. So why disciple our kids to receive discipline? Because it's loving. And it reflects the character of God for them. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 23 and 24. And we could spend weeks talking about this and the different forms and different things. And we're not going to do that. But I just think it's important for us to understand and see from Scripture that we're going to create this environment for our children to see that following Jesus and loving him with all their hearts is best for them. We need to disciple them to receive discipline. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23 and 24, he says, For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. And he says, to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. So the dad here is saying, listen, the purpose of discipline, the correction that comes from discipline is to protect you from the shame and guilt of living outside the fence of God and his word. Because when you, we used this analogy last Sunday, right? God's word is like a fence that's there, like a a pasture, and the sheep are inside the, the fence and the pasture, and they're roaming around, and there's plenty of life inside that fence for, your, for our kids to experience the life that God intended for them. And yet when the fence is there to protect the evil from coming in and protect the sheep from getting out and experiencing harm that will come to them. And so the discipline is there just like a shepherd will use the rod to correct the sheep to keep them in for their own good, for their own safety. Discipline is, that's its purpose. There's life inside the boundary and the fence of God and his word. And discipline helps our children see that. See the beauty that the safest place where they can be is inside the fence of God and His Word. That's where life is best for them. And then some other passages. Proverbs chapter 19, if you'll go there. Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs 19 verse 18. He says this: "Discipline your son." He's talking to his boy. He's like, "Hey, boy. Hey, son. Discipline your son. Discipline your son. Why? For there is hope. Do not set your heart on putting him to death." In a sense, he's saying, "Sons, l- listen. I w- you need to discipline your kids while there's still hope." <laughs> and for those of us have that, those of you that have little children, right? They're younger. This is, he's basically saying, when they're small, when they're young, discipline them. In those times when they're still willing to listen to you, when they're still moldable and teachable, discipline during that time. And it's hard. You, sometimes, some days you just feel like you're constantly disciplining your kids. Well, probably because they're constantly disobeying or being disobedient. Right? So you just feel like, oh, I always feel like, well... You're gonna have days like that, moments like that, maybe weeks like that, years like that, maybe. But he says, do it while there's still hope. Why? Because you have their best interest in mind. You love them too much to let them continue to talk to your parent, your, 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 their dad that way, or their mom that way, or you love them too much to let them hit their brother or sister like that. You love them too much, so you're saying, no, that's that's not best for you, it's not best for those around you. And he says, discipline them while there's still hope. Commentator, Bible teacher, David Guzik says this, to fail to discipline your child in the opportune season is to actually work for his or her destruction. Many parents bring much destruction to their children through neglect of discipline. Proverbs 22, verse 15. Proverbs 22:15. 15. He writes, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Here the dad exposes the real problem. The real problem, and we've said this before in this study, the real problem with the children is not their behavior it's their heart. Their behavior is just a symptom of what's going on in the heart. And he says the problem is folly. Folly is bound up. Their heart is wrapped around sin. That's the problem. Jesus himself said in Matthew 15, out of the heart comes greed and selfishness in these things. It's a heart problem. And not just for our children, but for us too, mom and Dad. And grandpa and grandma and aunt and uncle, it's it's all of our problem, right? The problem is the sinfulness of our hearts. The problem is not that your kids disobey, but that they have folly, sin, bound up in their heart. And so the real solution then is not changing the child's behavior. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we're praying for. But the real solution lies in a change of heart. Change of heart. That's why discipline is so necessary. Because it says the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Why discipline your children? Because it allows you the opportunity to reveal to them the true problem that there's sin in their heart. And the reason why they do those things, the reason why they hit, the reason why they don't share, the reason why they talk back to mom, the reason why they talk back to dad, the reason why they're all is because of sin. It's our problem. To, it's, that's the problem. And when you discipline, you're able to expose that for them and say, this is why, do you know why you did this? Do you know why you said those bad words? Do you know why you disobeyed mom or dad? Do you know why? It's because the Bible says, God says, we have sin in your heart. But that's why we need Jesus. Jesus loves us so much that he came from heaven to earth. To live the perfect life that you and I can never live. But he died on a cross so that he took the punishment for that sin that you just you just committed, the, the, the sin that you just chose, he died on the cross so you could be forgiven of that and so that he could take your sinful heart and give you a new one. Discipline provides us that opportunity. Do you always say those that say it like that when you're disciplined? No. Sometimes it's just pieces. It's like, right, but there should be moments when every discipline moment is a gospel moment. Because it exposes the sinfulness of our hearts. And God does the same with, his, with us as his kids. We're running from God. We know we should be, he told us to do something. or whatever. We're running, we're running, and he brings discipline on us. Why? Because he's mean? No, because he's loving. He loves us too much to let us continue to go this path. So he brings discipline to remind us of how much he loves us. Someone said this, I believe it was Ken Ham. Who oversees the Creation Museum and the Ministry of Answers in Genesis. He said this, "Our motivation for the discipline of our children is to show them their sinfulness and point them to Christ." I love that. That's it, in a nutshell. Right? In one sentence, the motivation for discipline of our children is to show them their sinfulness and point them to Christ, and if we never discipline, then we're never providing the opportunity to tell our kids and show our kids that they're sinful and they need Jesus. Proverbs 29:15. Proverbs 29:15. He writes, "The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother." It says, the rod and reproof give wisdom. It teaches, discipline teaches, it provides the opportunity for us to teach our kids what God says is good and right and what is best for them. It gives them wisdom. Where else are your kids going to learn the difference between right and wrong? And what God says is right and wrong. They need to learn it from you, mom and dad. If they're not learning it from you, they're going to learn it from someone else. And so we need to discipline allows us the opportunity to help our children understand what God says is good and what's best for them. And what he says is wrong and not best for them. Wisdom teaches. So if we put all this together, right, why discipline? Because it's loving. You love them too much to continue down that path of selfishness. Why discipline? Because it teaches. It helps them understand right and wrong. It corrects. It's life for them. Helps them to see what the boundaries are so they can stay in those boundaries that God has set for, for them to experience the pasture and the living that God has prepared and wants them to experience. And it helps them understand the gospel. But let's look at a New Testament passage, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 11. In fact, the Hebrew writer here quotes from Proverbs. He quotes the father of Proverbs, and he says this in verse 5 of Hebrews 12. He says, And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? And he quotes here from Proverbs, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? He's almost going, if you're a parent, what parent doesn't discipline their kids? That's kind of his, he's saying, yeah, parents discipline, that's just part of it. Part of teaching them and correcting them. Verse 8, if you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. He's talking about Followers of Christ. You're saying, if you're never disciplined as a follower of Christ, then maybe you're not a child of God any, in the first place. Verse 9, Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits, our heavenly Father who disciplines us? Then he goes back to the earthly father, for they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful. You know the phrase, right? The parent looks at, the, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Forget it. Right? And now, I mean, then, you know, turn around. All right, dad, let me, you know, spank you. Can we flip at the table a little bit? No, but it is pain. For kids, it, is, it does hurt as a parent. It's not like disciplining is, is easy. It's difficult. And he's saying, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And the word discipline, and here in the Greek language that, that the writer of Hebrews is writing in, literally means, at the core root of it, means sting. It means sting, to sting. In a sense, he's saying the discipline needs to be uncomfortable. Right? I mean, sometimes parents, you know, you discipline your child, and it's like, there have been moments in our discipline with our kids, and whatever discipline I'm applying, they're like, bring it. Bring it. That all you got? Right? Well, I'm like, okay, that form of discipline isn't working. Let's try another one, right? Those kinds of things. And never out of control. Right? Hear me, all right? Never abusive. Never in anger. But he's saying, yeah, no, they because... The purpose of it is to correct, to awaken their heart. Whoa, that hurt. I don't like, don't like that. I don't like sitting there. I don't like those privileges taken away. I don't like being grounded for months at a time or whatever. I don't like that. The purpose of that is to awaken their heart to help them see their sinfulness and their need for Jesus. It's ultimately, and I'm not, hear me. I'm not here to talk about well this form is better than this form or whatever. Every form is different. Your children are different. Some receive. Um, the awakening of discipline by a certain form of d- discipline than, better than others. Some, it all takes just a verbal warning and man, they're in tears and they're, I love you, mom. Right? right? Others are like, eh, come on, let's go. You know, I'm like, whatever. You know, you just got to learn your children too and know what form of discipline. But the key is disciplining. It's loving. It's good. It shows your kids that they're yours. I don't discipline someone else's kids. I discipline my kids. My kids know that I'm their dad when I discipline them. That's what he's saying here about God. He's like, you know you're, you're God's child when you receive his discipline. It's a way, it's an evidence of your relationship with your kids. It's loving. A loved child is a child who receives discipline. And I, I said it earlier, sometimes my kids' response after receiving discipline was just naturally just coming and hugging and say, Dad, forgive me I'm, I'm sorry doesn't not all the time all right but sometimes it, it was like their response was to let me know that they love me too the point in all this is God is clear right he, if we want to have clear sight on the bull'seye on the target and help our kids see the value of following Jesus and loving him with all their hearts then we need to disciple them to receive discipline it's right it's biblical and they're There are no guarantees, right? I know many Christ-following parents who are consistent in their discipline, never in anger, always under control, and their kids are grown and want nothing to do with Jesus. Okay, there's no guarantee. But I do know the opposite. I know a lot of Christ-following parents who were consistent in their discipline, never in anger, always under control, and their kids are following Jesus, serving in the church, committed to Christ, The point is, the Bible says, God says, the character of God is, hey, I love you too much to let you continue down this path, and so I need to discipline you, because I love you. So how do we do this, all right? How do we do this? Let's move, get a little practical here. Um, Let me share some thoughts on this, as I was thinking through it and praying through it this week. One is be consistent. This is probably one of the hardest things when it comes to disciplining your children. Just be consistent. And by that, if earlier in the day, little Susie, whatever, she hits her brother. And you apply the consequence then. But three hours later, little Susie hits her brother again. And there's no consequence. What are you communicating? It's confusion for little Susie. Right? Over here, you were on it. And you're like, got it. Over here, we're tired. We're exhausted. It's later in the day. Hard day at work. We don't want to. I get it. And you're not going to do this perfectly. Okay? You're just not. But as best we can, be consistent. If you say they're grounded for two weeks, you know, talk it over with your child. If they're, you know, depending on their age and get the story and all that stuff. But if you come to the determination, that is two, then keep to the two weeks. You know, if it's three SWATs, it's three SWATs. If it's can't have your phone for the rest of your life, then that's probably a good thing. Go with that one, all right? And they're going to throw things, they're going to scream, but keep your word. Keep your word to your kids. I mean, there have been times when we've been out, whether it be shopping as a family or out to dinner, and child A is going loco. I mean, just crazy, right? I mean, they're just like, whatever. And everything in you is like, are you kidding me, Right? There have been moments we've like, take child A, me or Andrea, take child A out to the car, have a little discipline session, all right, bring child A back in. Or we get home and deal with the discipline and and whatever it is. It's hard, but be consistent. Be consistent. Um, Second, be under control. Be under control, right? It's a fruit of the Spirit. You have to ask the Spirit of God to help you. I'm telling you, you just have to. When child, whatever letter it was, was in the second floor or second story bedroom chucking stuff, whatever, out the window, I'm literally in my bedroom on my knees begging God, help me. Help me. Keep me under control, God. Because everything in me wanted to go into that room. But I knew in that moment I needed Jesus like never before. And I believe the Spirit of God protected me from me and my folly, the folly of my heart. Be under control, all right? And I mean, you walk away. And I've told you this story. When I got home and I was in high school and broke curfew and all this stuff and lights were out, my dad's sitting, you know, it's like 1230 and my dad's sitting on the couch, right? I told you that. And, you know, I, I... I have great respect for my dad because I knew he, he was livid. I mean, he was, I could, you know. He's like, we'll deal with this in the morning. Yes, I'm still going to live, right? I mean, be under control. Listen, God always disciplines under control. Never in anger does God discipline. Why? Because all the wrath of God was poured out on his son on the cross. Hallelujah. That's a raise of hallelujah right there. All of it, he always disciplines in love. Third, be mindful of the form. And this is where it can get controversial, that kind of thing. Um, As I've said, we have spanked in our home. All right, that's something that we have done when we read about the rod of discipline. Some say that that just means discipline in general. Others would take that literally. I'm not here to stand and say you should or you shouldn't. All right, when it comes to that form of discipline. You need to ask the Spirit of God to give you wisdom in those things. Um, but the root word for discipline here in Hebrews 12 is does mean sting, right? And so whatever the consequence, it needs to be something that awakens your child to see the sinfulness of their heart. And there's multiple forms of discipline, all right? Each child is different. Use the form that's effective for each child. The key is that you discipline. And Scripture talks about fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath, don't Discipline and anger, but discipline. Make sure you discipline. Four, be patient with the results. Man, this is so hard. <laughs> be patient with the results of disciplining, right? I mean, you're going to, like I said, you're gonna, little Susie's going to hit her brother at 9 a.m., and then at 9.01 a.m., she's going to hit him again, all right? And then you're going to apply discipline, and then at 10.01, she's going to do it again, and you're going to discipline again. It's just like, are you kidding me? Right, and it's like it's like a garden. Kind of, I was thinking, trying to think of an analogy for this. And we're planting flowers and around our house, and we plant these seeds, right? And and nothing's grown yet. Nothing's come up. We don't see anything yet. But we water it, or we pull the weeds, and it's hard work. Hopefully, those flowers will come up, and there'll be a beautiful bloom. Right? It just be patient with the results, and that's what he says here. For the moment, verse 11 of chapter 12, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit. Later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And now that our kids are older, it's been interesting. There have been moments when our kids just have come to say, thank you for disciplining us. Five, be gospel focused. Be gospel focused. Remember the motive for discipline is out of love to show their sinfulness and point them to Christ. And we kind of talked through this a little bit. How do you do that? You don't, every time you discipline, you're not going through the full gospel with them, right? I get that. But there should be moments, especially as they get older, we're able to sit down with them. So, do you know why I'm disciplining you? Yeah. Why? Well, because I disobeyed mom. Yeah. I'm disciplining because I love you. I love you too much to let you continue to respond to your mom that way. Do you know why you disobeyed mom? Yeah, because of sin in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. And I have that sin too. But here's the good news. Jesus came because he loves you, child, why? He loves you so much that he died on a cross. So that sin that you just chose can be forgiven. And God punished the sins of your heart and my heart through his son on the cross. So that's how much he loves you. And that sin can be forgiven because of what Jesus did for you. He wants to give you a new heart. That's what disciplining allows us, the opportunity to communicate to our kids, the gospel, their need for Jesus. So as a band comes, it takes the spirit of God to change the heart, right? We know this. Yet God has called you, mom and dad, not to be your child's buddy, but their parent. Be their parent. Be mom. No one else on this planet with your children can claim that beautiful title of mom or dad other than you. God has chosen you to be their mom or dad. Be their parent. Loving parent who loves them so much to disciple them, to receive discipline. Why? So that they can see the character of our Heavenly Father. They can see the character of God, a God who loves them so much that He's He'll discipline always out of love. Listen, disciplining is difficult. It's hard. But there's something beautiful with it. And when we discipline our children or maybe when we're under the discipline of the Lord, let it lead us to the cross. Always let discipline lead you to the cross to be thankful for Jesus where the punishment for your sin and mine and the sins of your child have been taken on Jesus on the cross. There's something beautiful there because when we look at the cross, we see the love of a father who has loved us so much that he calls us his children so would you close your eyes for me for a moment what's the spirit of God saying to you this morning mom dad what's he saying to you about discipling your children to receive discipline so that they can see their need for Jesus Mom or dad, maybe your kids are grown. Maybe some aren't following Jesus. Maybe the Spirit of God is just putting on your heart to just continue to pray for them. To continue to love them the way the Father loves you. Maybe some here this morning, you're under the discipline hand of God himself. And you're here this morning because you know it. And you need to repent. And be restored back into fellowship with God, as your Father. What's the Spirit saying to you this morning? You know, maybe there's parents here. your kids are grown, or maybe they're in your home, and they don't follow Jesus, not yet, at least. Or maybe they do, and they're just done. you can see, they're just running. I want to encourage you to keep praying. Keep trusting the Heavenly Father with your kids. What's the Spirit of God saying to you this morning? Maybe He's saying, Hallelujah. Say hallelujah because the punishment for your sin is at the cross. Leave it there. Walk in freedom today. Walk in the freedom and the love of a Father who loves you more than anyone else. What's he saying to you this morning? Just take a moment before we sing this song. And If you need prayer this morning and you need someone to pray with you, you can make your way to the back. We'll have some people there if you need to come alongside and pray with you. Maybe you want to just want to kneel at the cross and pray for a niece or nephew that needs Jesus or a grandchild or a son or a daughter that needs Jesus. Maybe you need to come and confess a sin of your own heart. Maybe you've been disciplining in a way that hasn't been good. I don't know what the Spirit's saying. I don't know what the Spirit's telling you to do, but I know He's telling you to do something. What's He telling you to do this morning? Father, You are love. And You love us so much. You love us so much that You put Your Son on a cross to take the punishment for our sins that we deserve. Thank you. And you love us so much that you're willing to even discipline us, to bring us back into fellowship with you, bring us back inside the fence of you and your word, where there is life, abundant life. Holy Spirit, move this morning and help us to be obedient to what you're saying to us.